First episode is up. Jeremiah Zagar is the guest. Uh, man, we we hit on everything. We we were here for a couple hours. Uh, I feel bad. We were we said maybe forty five minutes or so, and we wound up talking for over an hour and a half, and and we could have talked more. Uh, so we will have him back uh, for more episodes, but we talk about everything. We talk about him uh, getting together with Adam Sandler for Hustle, how we got together, uh, his great documentary he did with his father in a dream. It is uh, just really good, honest talk and some good things that you can take along your journey. And and that's what this show is about. It's, it's about the serendipity of our lives and how everything interacts and how you take these things from this and this and build to, for your future. Uh, there's some good times in it and uh, a little bit of me crying. So uh, enjoy. Tell everyone how we met, because this is like if you look at us on paper, it's like two guys that probably shouldn't get along. But like, I love you. I think you're amazing. Mutual feelings, mutual. So like tell everyone how we met. Um, well, I got i i got a um a call from this guy max heckman yep and max was a producer at vox is a producer at vox or a head of production he he makes shows happen and, um, <laughs> you're like me dude we don't know labels for stuff we just know that this guy does he's this. a multi-hyphenate he's yes. a multi-hyphenate he's he's a you know he's a he's a he's a very smart man and he had seen a or he he had been brought um a short film about the monster factory um that was awesome and he sent it to us he had seen my film um at sundance called we the animals and i think he really liked that movie and um knew that i had a documentary background and so was interested um in turning this short film into a series right. um and so we got it at um public record jeremy yakis who's yep. you know my partner and producer and um and we were blown away. You know, I mean, I think that we were blown away not not just by, you know, the short, but like by you specifically. I think that, you know, you I think that when you're making a documentary, when you make when you're when you're thinking about the possibility of making a documentary, it's not that you're thinking about um the story. You're thinking more about the characters. Am I going to get the real person or am I going to get somebody who's saying what they think they should say, or are they going to be reserved when the camera starts yeah. rolling? And does this, does this person have a reason to be, you know, like, does he, does he, if, if I put a camera on him, is there a point in me putting yeah. the camera is on him? Is there a purpose that they're yeah. intent behind what they're saying and doing? I know I I'm going to need him because... Right you know, we're going to be making this, you know, series. Is he going to need me? Like, is it mutual? Like, right. is there, and, and also are they a person who, you know, has a quality that is larger than life, which you do. Thank um, you. and also a lot of the people here do, I think. Absolutely. That's, that's sort of the beauty of wrestling, right? It's like you come to learn about wrestling because you in some ways want to be larger than life. 100%. And like, I was actually thinking about this the other day I was driving. I was like, instinctively when we're children what do we do we tell stories and we wrestle <laughs> that's true right that's right on that's right i yeah. mean it's amazing to me like that is what we do yeah and and it's so i was thinking about that on a ride i was like so many times i was like our core ability is just like our core like nature is like to go tell stories and to wrestle so like it's almost like reverting back to childhood right they make a lot of sense together and i think that's why you see a lot of superstars you know actors who were wrestlers who right. started as wrestlers it and, makes sense and 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 it's the, it's the 
100% Storytown. So get back to the... So, okay. So so then, um, you know, the first thing then was then to come meet you, right? And to come down and to, to see if it was for real, if what we had seen on tape was was for real. And we came down and we hung out um, and it was better than for real. Like it was better than, than the, right. you know, you, you're amazing. As you. a, but like not as, not, not just as a character, as, as a warm, welcoming, you know, cool person. And well, like, see, like that, this is why I appreciate you so much, Jeremiah, because like you're, this is where these two worlds clash, but they're so similar because like in pro wrestling, I'm not considered warm. I'm not. <laughs> I am. I because the people from pro wrestling cannot grasp where my my passion and my my vigor and and all that comes from. It's like I'm not yelling at you because I'm angry. I'm not yelling. It's like this is what needs to be done in the process. Right. You know what I mean? And and what happens a lot of times, like in your world, it's normal to do that because people understand that. For some reason in pro wrestling, which is so odd, they don't understand that. They take it right. as toxic. They take it as bullying. But that's also from what wrestling used to be. Right. And it's that's why, like, when you met me, like, I think it was, was it 2017 or 18? Something like 18. that. 18? I, want to say I 18. just remember, though, it was honestly on March 16th. Because I remember specifically because it was 316 day and they had they were throwing me beers like Stone Cold and we were drinking <laughs> beers in the ring. And there's actually right, footage right, of right, you. That's right. Yeah. And there's actually footage of you. Like, it's, I got to find the clip because I sent it to them when they were doing the archival footage and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's you walking through the curtain after the show, but you're just like, you're, you don't look like a fan. Like a fan looks around like the crowd and stuff you look like somebody scouting for a show you're looking up you're looking around like you you do like a wrestler does because like when a wrestler walks in a room we go this is a great room to run a show as soon as we like see the ceiling and we see this and we see that without that we can't do it and we have to see what kind of changes we have to make i mean everything about it made a lot of sense it was really cinematic you were a great character. There were other great characters that we, had, you know, we knew Twitch from yep. the from the short and was going to be a and great you knew character. Gabby. We knew Gabby was going to be a but good character. But she was only, I think she was in that short for like a second, I think maybe, but or or she wasn't in it at all. She wasn't the she wasn't the the hero of the short. Yeah, and I yeah. think that what was cool was then you know bringing Galen into the process, who directed the show um, and co show ran with me. Um, you know, he was able uh with will and you to to start like saying okay these are the people like, yeah. these are the people that really have arcs these right. are the people that have needs these and, are the people with and there were some that i was just like i know they're not going to open up but here try because yeah. like there there was some that had such a good story but they just weren't at the time ready to tell it and and yeah. that's what happens sometimes and i think you know the magic is just jumping ahead the magic yeah. of the show are the people like it's it's you know it's like it and I show the show, you know, I love the show and I show it to, you know, whoever I can. And one of the things they all say is, you know, we came in liking or not liking wrestling, but we came out loving the people. Right. You know, right. You just that, fall that, in love that, with that, them. That's the thing that gets me, though. Like, as I want to look down and read my questions, though, I also just love having a conversation like this because it opens new doors. That's why, I, you know, 
I hate the like. You, you ever see Wayne's World? I'm sure you have. Of course, yeah. But like Wayne's when World. they're do, when they're doing the interview and the radio DJ's just looking down the whole time and they're like, "You're not even listening to the word I say." Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why I feel sometimes, especially like when we were doing all this stuff for the press. Yeah, I know. It's some weird. some were really good, really engaging because you could tell they really cared. Yeah. Others, they were just like. Okay, uh, how many obstacles have you overcome so far? No, I know. Press junkets are weird like that, right? right? Because you're like, that's their job, and it's like you're in their job, and it's like you, and you're trying to do something to promote your thing, and it's it's a funny, it's a strange thing. And you're saying the same thing over and over again. That's why it's nice what you've done here. I mean, that's why I think people love podcasts, because people are having more intimate conversations that, you know, asking questions and talking about things more off the cuff in ways that they wouldn't expect right, you. Right. And I think it's cool what you're doing because, you know, it, there, you know you're going to talk to people that, you know, people don't always talk to. And right. I think that's going to be that's, rad. And it's kind of the, what I'm trying to do is kind of my whole, just so you understand, like when I got into wrestling, it was because, you know, I was running from something. And when I got to wrestling, I realized like a lot of that is still here. Right. Like a lot of toxicity, a lot of just abuse. And like, I was not like okay with it, but I was kind of like, all right, whatever. It's part of hazing. It's part of this. It's part of that. And then I got to the point of like, no, maybe we should get out of that. So I was like, my injury came and I was like, all right, cool. Let me just go off into the sunset until I have a chance to change it, you know? And then this arose and I was like, all right, cool. This is what I'm doing. And I just remember like, I think it was around 2012 or 13 is when people were having the conversations and we were like, no, wrestling, you're just supposed to do this. You don't worry about that. You know, stop, stop white knighting, stop trying to do this. And I'm like, well, no, like I'm a coach. Like you don't have this around people. You look out for people. If not, I'm, I'm not a coach. I'm just like a dog trainer who goes, you know, over here, over here, over good boy, boom, treat, go out the door and never worrying about it again. Yeah, I think I yeah, and 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 that 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 makes me think about I think you know one thing we saw was that this place was filled with a lot of love, you know, and I I think that that is rare. It's rare that you walk into any organization and that's something that's so right. present. You know, you can feel the and love. and it's not the phony because like that's another thing I don't do because like somebody was like, could you not do that? No, I can't. Like that's this is fucking me. Like the, like just saying that just felt natural than saying no this is me i have to say this is fucking me right it's your that was honest it was honest and everybody and you were you were asking your students to be honest right sometimes more honest than they had been with themselves ever you know so that's that was a cool thing i mean that was you know revelatory in so many ways and still is when i watch the show when 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 i watched it for the first time i found out stuff i didn't know and and making it i found out stuff i didn't know like, when did you know that this was the line of work for you? You know, I wanted to be a uh, video store clerk first because I was like kid and um, I was not like. What know, age was this where you're like, I just want to be a video store like clerk? Eight. Okay, yeah. I was because like, I wanted to work at a gas station. <laughs> exactly, I wanted to pump gas because right. I thought it was so cool. <laughs> exactly. You're like you're like a kid. I, at first, like my son wants to be a marine biologist. I wanted to be a marine biologist, but I, I was just because I like swimming. You know, you. Too, I think you're I like. Did, you make decisions. You're like, oh, I like swimming, yep. marine biology. Or then you're like, I like watching movies. I mean, I just liked watching movies. I was uh, I was kind of like chubby and I was, you know, uh, I was very dyslexic and I wasn't like, I didn't have a, uh, a huge friend group or whatever. So um, I um, 
I watch movies all the time. Did you, was it more cinema, like in the theater or videos? Both, everything. Yeah, me too, me too. So I lived, I lived in South Philly. And so we had, uh, we had like four movie theaters around us. And then we had the TLA video store. And I would go to TLA um, and rent, you know, a movie a day. And I would go to the movie theater as much as I could and watch movies, you know. And that's all I got. My mom, when I would say to my mom, like, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for your birthday? What do you want for Hanukkah? You know, whatever. We got all of it. But I would say, <laughs> I would say, I want, you know, movie tickets. I want... I want, you know, the video. And I love people at the video store. They would like, I would ask them questions. You know, what's a cool gangster film? What's a, who's a director I should watch? Who's a, and they would answer and they would like, tell me. Back then you actually had people that worked at the video store right. that had a passion for like video. You know, it's like, like my way to be in the industry before getting in the industry. And that's. They were the coolest. I yeah. still remember these people. Like they were like, you know, you, you, they were the coolest to me. You would, you know, if you saw them on the street, you'd be like, whoa. But like they, some of them. But, you know, <laughs> I, I think that, you know, to me, they were like my heroes because, you know, they'd watched every Spike Lee movie, you know, or yep. they'd watched every John Houston movie or like they could tell me, you know, oh, these are all the John Waters films that are uh -huh. a little too old for you. You know, whatever. I was like, I, I could you know, I could ask them questions about things. I, and they could. I, I loved We had one. Uh, uh, I don't know if you had them in Philly, but wall-to-wall uh, -wall sound and video. Do you remember that? I know wall-to-wall. -wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we had one, and they were lending me rent movies. I had no business renting. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, I was renting. I remember it was 1983. Like, I'm renting Maniac. Yeah. And uh, blood-sucking freaks. Like, these horror movies. they're, like, movies. telling you yeah. to do that. They're, like, saying you should yeah. you should. And that was that made them cooler because right. you they were older people who were willing to tell you you know to to open worlds to you yeah. that your your parents or your yeah. you know even your friends would never open up to you you know and and I was drawing like lines of like where I was I fell in love with movies and all because it was the only time me and my family would get together and actually have fun. Uh -huh. Because usually it would be drinking and fighting and partying and this and that. But right. like movie time was like a time where everyone was quiet. Everyone got along. Everyone laughed. And I got to stay up late. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I watch my son is eight years old now. And we watch, we put my, my friend and I, we played him the Goonies. This yes. Summer. Watching him watch Watching, the Goonies right? was better than anything I've, I've ever seen. Like it was like one of the most miraculous things. It was just laugh like he was jumping out of his seat and screaming and laughing see and i like, envy that man because i don't have that with my kids my kids do not like they my i watch my youngest with my wife she has the relationship with my wife that i had with my mom i was my mom's shadow as a kid it wasn't until like i got up and got older that i like started blaming her for all my problems when that wasn't the issue it was more or less she got thrown into being a parent like out of high school right um but like I look at those times and I see my daughter and I'm just like, like even for our TV show, I'm like, hey, guys, they, they don't even want to watch it. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> they go, there's not enough of us in it. It was cool showing them the first couple episodes. Yes. At, 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 at that well, that's because they like to be treated like big deals because mm -hmm. like they see like like I like even like when we got there for the screening. I didn't know what to do. Like, I don't know how to be like, you see me during the whole process. Like I'm low maintenance and I don't understand any of this. And I never really act like a big deal. Like, but I don't get all of this. Like right. 
this oh, is all still, new to me. It's still weird to me too. I mean, still all it's it's a very strange process. Like you know, the getting you know making the stuff makes a lot of sense. Getting it out there is much harder. Yes, we had that conversation because yeah. like you called me and I was like, "What can we do? What can we do?" You're like, Dan, I just create. I don't understand all. This I don't know how to do it. And, and there's like a whole nother. There's there are creators who are really good at promoting their work. It's just it's not me i'm like uh i'm like a i want to you know i, I want to be behind the curtain looking at shit yeah like <laughs> that, i'm 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 50 50 yeah yeah because i'd really like if it was up to me i'd be the guy behind the curtain you'd never see me and all my kids and i just go these are my kids but sometimes i have to do like this right here i want to do this well, you have to promote you right. you you have a organization that you have to promote you right. are the face of it more and more i think and you see so you have to learn how to do that and, more and more and i'm gonna be honest with you right now like um a lot of this is because like i think i'm running out of time like i'm i'm getting old you know what i mean like yeah. I, uh, people go like oh you're not that but like i'm 50 and i've abused my body not like drugs or anything but like fights yeah no no we, like, yeah yeah you, you you wrestled yeah i've wrestled i but like i've probably had and i'm not lying close to 15 to 20 concussions jesus christ yeah, yeah. yeah. and and like i'm noticing right you can start to feel yes it. and like i noticed some trembling i think after 35 you start to see that you're like <laughs> declining man but i like, did yeah. i didn't have it until probably like this last six months oh yeah and that. and and it's just like all right cool now i can like i have no choice but now like i'm at that midlife crisis where like i should have done this this and this because right. i'm capable of it and i kept going it's not the right time right it's not the right time it's not the right time and that's why i'm like i just want to do this yeah, yeah because like i've always wanted to do stand-up and i write for comedians and stuff but i never have done it yeah. and i know i'd be good like brilliant like, seriously no i'm serious because like honestly i love like, that i love but that. like this is the thing like everyone just like in the reaction you had there i love it but it it's also very like um no but i love I, the reaction i have like the laughter is like is like it's cool it's cool to be confident you know, yeah like, or it's cool to be 50 years old and be like i want to do some yeah, new shit like, like i want to try shit i didn't do but that's, that's like cool. the, that's why the, the whole show it was going to be called you'll never make it <laughs> because like because even when you make it you don't feel like you made it right and that's the way you got there is because you had that yearning to make it you know what my father says he says he said i, I was after a film festival we won a film festival it was my first film uh in a dream it was actually dude i we got to talk about that afterwards because that was amazing it was about him so we yeah. won this festival south by and i called him i was so sad i was so depressed i was like dad why do i feel so so depressed that we just won and he said you know the only thing worse than losing is winning you know i think there's this feeling of like you never yeah. it never is what you want it to be yeah like you want to feel some kind of euphoria yeah. you want to feel like oh i did it and it it never is no like everybody was telling me about the show and all that i'm like i, I, I don't care like I, right. I like i i it, you, you can, always want the, you you're like trying to climb and i think so as i've gotten older i've started to like exalt in the process mm -hmm. you know like the process has to be the thing that you love yeah you know the making the the do, like and i'll tell you you know every other project i've ever been on has had difficulties and and you know pains and in, in lots of ways but monster factory was a joy like from the Thank beginning you. to end it was just a joy it, it was like it was like we were looking at these episodes and they were just like magic you know and i was like 
the cat, everything, everything was just working, which is not always the case. Like, so what did, what do you think was the issue? Why didn't this hit? You know, I think some, sometimes you think like, why doesn't something hit at the moment? And then years later, you know, I think that people will watch the show and love the show, you know, if it, you know, cause it'll remain on the platform, it will exist and it will gain that kind of, just like in a dream, you know, it's like, you can think in a dream didn't hit. Nobody watched in a dream. Right. You know what I mean? Nobody watched in a dream. In a dream made it, got on HBO, it was sold to HBO, won a bunch of awards, but didn't hit. Right. You know, it wasn't like a success, but people who see that movie are affected by that movie. Dude, and, it was amazing. And you know, it's like, and that, that mad like and in years later and when i look back on it i'll tell you the thing when i look back on that film i'm deeply proud of it you know what i mean i'm not like oh, i should have done that or i should have done this or like i i could have done this or i could have done i don't think of it that way you know Dude. and there are other projects i do think of that, but that one i just go and it wasn't a hit you know right, what i mean right. so like that's what i'm saying it's like it was part of the journey you right. needed to do that before you got to here and right. you needed to do this before you get onto your next and one. monster factory may not have been a you know, uh, a viewership hit, but it's right. a hit. Like when I watch that shit, I'm like, that's a hit. Dude, it's a hit. It's, it's so it works. good. It's so fucking good. Like I'm watching <laughs> it. I'm like, how can't people get this shit? Well, I think they do get it. I think the people who watch it, they I'm love talking, it. I'm talking about the suits. I'm talking yeah, about the well, people that make the decisions. I think that, you know, what what's happening in our, you know, to be perfectly honest, what's happening in, you know, the, the world right now in terms of, you know, the entertainment world is that you know things with stars get seen mm -hmm. and things that are ip like that they already exist get seen you know what i mean people are like people are not watching new stuff as much but and but the, but here's what gets me okay so like you've invested this money in this project everyone's saying it's good yeah. and then you're just like okay but let's build another like, like well, I said, so it, like i think you know i mean that's a that's a question for people that i i am not in touch with right, right. like i said and you talk to the people that we, i am in touch with and they're creative minded people so they love the show you know but like there are people that are running systems that think of things differently than we think of things and i i don't know like it's not based on quality it's not necessarily based but on, that, but that's like that's where we get into issues where where you start to get where we're at now in society where i agree like you you, you think it's just monster factory i mean it's it's my oh no, entire I'm, it's my entire i like, know life like ethos it's like i love the stuff that people don't like that that like right. sneaks in the nooks and crannies like i love those you know movies that come out of nowhere those shows that come out of nowhere you know it's like those are my favorite Absolutely. things because they surprise you Be but but like what i'm getting at is like I'm not in this for money, obviously, because I would have stayed with Verizon and, and made tons more money, right. had great health benefits. I'm in this because, like, I love the art and I love the passion. It's we need to get to the point, like, where we have people in positions pushing the pencils that also love the art. And because what what we're at now is you you can't you can't run art as a business. Yeah. You can't. I think it goes. So I think these things go go in waves. Like if you look historically, you know, there there are times before, you know, moments of intense creativity where, you know, people are just making the same shit over and over right. again. And that's that's what drives people 
to, you know, get into the seventies, you know, and, 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 you know, watch, you know, wild movies by yeah. people like, you know, Scorsese and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, De Palma and, and, and people that like, you know, now we think of as like old guard, but back then they were just first movie I ever saw. Shit. And I remember seeing in a movie theater in a theater was Scarface. Yeah. Family movie night with, <laughs> and I was eight years old and it actually had an intermission. So we're out in the, I just remember intermission and we all go out and it's so late. And the only movie that has intermission is Scarface and all these parents looking at us kids at Scarface at age eight, 12 and 16 was my sister. Jeremy, Jeremy, I think one of the first movies he watched was Alien. I think he was like seven or eight or something as with his grandmother. I was my first movie (laughs) movie watching in a a drive-in was the original Jaws. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, and then I just got to see it last summer with Tracy. I was like, we got to go see it in the theater. I saw it in the drive-thru. I want to see it in the theater. So they relaunched it. I just got to see it. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, the real, the truth is the movie theaters went out. I mean, the, the the movie, the movie stores, the video stores, they went out of business. And so like I had to pick something else. I'm going to just stop you now so we can get back to your story. But this is what happens when I have AD, when you're dealing with someone with ADHD and like, so like we just start to this and it goes to this and, and I'm just going to tell a quick story about ADHD and how I got like my eyes opened up to it was by a student. So like, uh, and this is Brett Waters. He comes to me and he just goes, Hey, I want to have a talk with you. So I'm like, ah, and he just calls me in the weight room because you're a liar. He goes, I don't know what's going on with you, but you're just a liar and blah, blah. And like, call me out. Wet Brett. Yeah. And like, I'm just like, and then like, I start to hear what he's telling me about. And it's all stuff that like, it's just from my ADHD. It's like, basically like if I'm doing this, this and this, and then like someone comes to me, he's like, Hey, uh, I have an idea and I want to do this. Can I wrestle next week? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You're in boom. And then, and then like the show comes up and I totally forget about it and they don't bring it up. Uh-huh. And then they're sitting on the bench, not in. And, and then, then their mom right. traveled all the way from New York and no one tells me. Right. And now I'm the heel when. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just now the ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. You, and you have to, you have to start compensating for that stuff as, when you know about it. Like yeah. that's why I do a lot of that. I mean, I try to surround myself with a lot of wonderful people who, you know, can do things that I can't do. Cause I just, you know, I, I don't have ADHD as much as, you know, but I, 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 you know, I have horrible dyslexia. Like, and so, you know, my brain just functions in a different way. And is so, it, is it, is it when, is it when you're just writing things, you do that? Or is it even if you're just thinking about things, sometimes it's, it's just like a that. way of, I think it's just a way of thinking. I think, you know, what, one of the things that makes me a good director, I think, is that I think a little differently and see a little differently. And I think that, um, you know, uh, I don't, you know, when I was a kid, I mean, it meant I couldn't read and it meant, you know, I, I, I didn't know what was going on. Um, and I had a, I, you know, they tested me. I, I went to a, um, here in Jersey, uh, near Princeton, they, they did it. I can't remember what it was called, but they, they tested me and I had a really high IQ, but I had, um, they were like, but your son is like the worst case we've ever seen of this, like one of the worst. Um, and I went to this school called Stratford friends, um, which, you know, mixed, all kinds of kids, like kids with dyslexia, but also kids with like real developmental right. differences. And um, it was the first time in my life I ever felt like um, accepted and like 
like these were my people. My okay, people so, were like people like okay. that. Because <laughs> I was going to say, is that the first time you felt like you were a freak or was this the first the, time you felt accepted? The opposite. Right. The opposite. I was like, I was like, oh, we're, you know, there are other people right, like me. Right. Like we're, there's a lot of us. Like that's, we're all a little funky and like, that's okay. And like, you know, that's you what I think the major issue we've had in our society for probably the last, you know, 50, 60 years is people being afraid to talk about things like talking about our first instincts are to wrestle and tell stories. Our first communication is crying. Right. And it's right. the first thing that they tell us not to do. Right. As we get, yeah, as we get older. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. And even when you start crying as a baby, oh, shh, 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 right, right. And they try to just let, no, let the, let, let them go. Yeah. Let them go. Let them express let themselves. Let Sometimes rip. you just got to yell and scream, man. <laughs> yeah, <it's> a, <laughs> All right. So go, go ahead my father's about you. that. He's like, my father was into this like weird therapy, Reiki and therapy. I don't know what to call it weird. I mean, you know, some people might think it's weird, but he it was like touch therapy and he used to just see this old man who was a wonderful old man. The guy used to just hug him. My father used to cry for like an hour. I, used to, I, I, Dude, I was like, this is some crazy shit. So this is, uh, I was listening to the show and watching it and you were talking to your dad, uh, you know, this is in a dream. And you're talking to your dad about why he touches things and why, and he goes, I touch things with everything. Yeah, with the poop. The poop. Yeah, the yeah, poop. Crazy. yeah and, and literally the shit's crazy. <laughs> but like, even like, he's like, I touch things with my tongue and all this stuff. And, and, and he's like that. And I think about that all the time with certain things. And I'm like, well, it's it's natural for us. But then I also go, yeah, but we also evolve. Right. He's he's you know, he's in between. Right. He's in between my father. I mean, that's like, what makes him magic. <laughs> I know? love him because like I'm just like in my mind, I'm like, as I'm watching it, like I'm pissing my wife off because I'm pausing it every time to like because I so identify with a lot of what he went through and what he did. And and as he's doing it, I know what he's doing. Like he built that around him because that was his safe space right and i think what put him over was the people that he built all in this safe space are now left the nest yeah and that like was the it's kind of like how i'm going through the now like i've got all these things i should have done right and i think what he did was there's a lot of things i should have done differently right and that's where that was but i like, think that's true i mean i think i think that you know the 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 other thing is he used to care for so many people. You know, he's like, he cared for my grandfather. He cared for our dog. He cared for me. And then all of a sudden, there's no one that needs him anymore in that way. Right. That's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to not be needed in when, that way. When, you know, they talk about like when the spouse passes away, then the then the other person passes away and stuff like that. Like, yeah. you, you're, you, you feel like you're, you were here for a reason and your body was built for this purpose. And then now you're done. 100%. It's a very disturbing, and then you have to figure out, okay, well, what can I now do with my life where right. I'm needed? Because, you know, I think as people, we need to be needed. I mean, it's just something we need. Absolutely. <laughs> like, if I was saying, like, when my mom got cancer and we were doing this, like, if we weren't, I'd have been a mess. Right. Like, right. Uh, granted, like, doing this, I didn't get to spend so much time with her, but, like, I I know that she wanted me to do this, so like she loved it. But like being able to go back to that all the time, yeah, is awesome to me. Like, right? It gave her it gave her a reason. It gave you a reason, and it's like it's amazing that that's on film, right? right. It's like so cool. It's the coolest thing. But like, this is the thing. Like, I, I'm sitting getting teary eyed. Um, <sighs> 
I take I take people not watching it personally. Yeah, but you can't do that because I know, but like that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're like because like, you're like you see how good it is, right? And, yeah. and, and 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 but like I take it personally because like my mom was in it. Yeah, no, I get it. I I understand, it. and 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 I think that you know I I, I in, in the beginning of you know my career as a filmmaker, I used to I used to get like, why didn't we get into this film festival right, right. or like how like if we, if we had only or oh man, and then. You know, maybe it's because they don't like me, or they think. Oh whatever, yeah, that's you know, that's all me. Those definitely things. me. That's yeah, definitely what I think. And everything. then, and then you realize that you're that there that that that's not necessarily the case, you know. And then you realize that you're you're, you know. I think what I didn't realize about in a dream, and I think what will you know will ultimately be the building blocks of Monster Factory, um, is that you know there are people that are watching it that you don't know about. That's the magic of film also. True. It's like there's true. so many people and they're like, they're keeping an eye and they're waiting for your next thing. And then when your next thing comes, they like, they're into that. And then they're waiting for the next thing after that. And when the next thing comes, they're into right. that. You know what I mean? It's like, and they reach out and it's like, and it builds and it builds on like. I, and I love that momentum and I love that feeling. Cause like that's, that's, I got to feel cause like in wrestling, I'm not accepted. I'm not. Like I am an outcast in wrestling right? to the point like where I don't have respect to my peers. Everyone will be like, no, I, you know, no, no, I, I, I know I don't like I know 100 percent. But like when I was around you guys, I more belonged with you guys right. than in wrestling here. And, and, I'll, and I'll say this. I, we have Getty Cahoon. You know him. He was in the in the, the, yeah, yeah. the short. So and he was in this one. Um, we both are from the same town, Cinnamonson. He is what I would have been, I think, if I didn't wrestle, like in high school, because I wrestled because I wanted to be in pro wrestling, so I wrestled amateur. Right. I didn't know to do theater. Always wanted to do it, uh -huh. but just terrified. But if I knew I wanted to do it, right. like, and I needed to do it for pro wrestling, I would have. Because I didn't, like, reach puberty until I was, like, 18. So, like, I had no hair on my balls, no nothing. That's crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So, like, do you know what it's like to walk around the fucking locker room? Right, right, like, right. Like, buck-ass right. naked. No. But here's what I did. I fucking embraced that shit, dude. I would walk around naked. I didn't care. I just, I was like, whatever, man. Uh, but, like, I got over that fear just for, because I knew I needed to do it for pro wrestling, which made me then get all these different skills. I just think if I would have done theater first, and you know what I mean? If I would have done right. theater and wrestling, it, it's a whole dude thing. Well, you're running it in, in, in many ways. You're running a the, theater camp here. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Theatrical. That's Everything what I'm saying. Like all my instincts right. are, are pretty much right. Like, And you're in touch with your emotions in the way that actors are, in, in fact. You right. Know, that you, you, like, you, and I get like that. I'll watch a show and I'll cry like during something because yeah. it hit just the way I thought it did. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't get yeah. caught up. Like I got caught up in it, but I more got caught up in of. The art we just did, we made everybody invest. We everybody played their part live in front of a crowd and it hit like that. Yeah. And in the middle of like wrestling for 20 minutes and all that stuff, like that's the magic these kids don't realize that they can do. Right. And they need to experience it more. But I'm also like horrible because I can't watch something and over critique it because I feel like it'll make them not want to do it 
You know, I want to also say it's just to jump in with yeah. this Grierson Award. You're already seeing it. Like, here's a show that nobody saw. Like, it didn't get. It but see, here's the thing. Like the Grierson, like you could t- you could say it's the Schmoly Award, and I'd go. I, I I know, but that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it's. But what it is is it's the best you know uh, series documentary series that that premiered in in England. Now the reason why it can qualify is because it was on Apple, but like. You know, it's one of the yeah. five best. So yeah. that's like that's that's insane. No, that right? is. It no is. one really saw it, but it's it's getting out there. And it's like still when people do, they're like, whoa. And 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 that will be a legacy that it has. You know what I mean? It's right. not like it's not finite. It's not like boom, one thing happens and then it's like another thing. You I look at I mean? it like Dreamcast. Like Dreamcast, the video game yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. Like when you look like Nobody appreciated that. Everyone's right. like, this is too much stuff. This is, I don't understand. Then like PlayStation and PlayStation 2 came along and everyone's like, oh man, remember the Dreamcast had all this stuff. And that was like eight years ago. Right, exactly. So that's, I think, you know, you just don't know yet. You know, you don't know what's going to happen and where it'll be. But I do know that when you make work that you're proud of and you put it out into the world, you know, good things come from it. At least that's my experience yeah. so far. And and all you can do is keep making it and exalting in the process, like this process or whatever the next process, like, you know, and who knows, maybe in five years enough people see it and there's season right. two, you know, it's just, you just don't know. Yeah, and that's why I'm trying to get out as much things because I'm like figuring, okay, all these eyes are on me now. Let me, let, let me stop sitting on my ass. Stop just doing the wrestling thing. Let me start doing this. I want to start doing uh, some... Uh, stand up i want to start writing more i really got to get into like getting out there more yeah for sure finish your theater because the the video stores are closed oh, so they, they closed and then and and then i i was like i i, I don't know what the next step is because i needed to you know be involved in films right and i was like i guess i i'm gonna be a director you know i didn't have like you know uh i didn't have like that big director dream you didn't want to be an actor you wanted to create you didn't want to be an definitely didn't want to be an actor i i acted in like plays and stuff in high school and i was fine i was okay i I guess you know but i saw actors that were good like that were really good that had that magic and it was like i'm not close i'm not that yeah they were actors like there you know there were kids in my school that had it um and and what i could do though was um was tell a story i could just like tell you a story um and uh, and I was in, I, you know, I still can just tell the story sometimes, you know, and, and um, I don't do it as much as I did as a kid, you know, to just like talk and, right. and, 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 you know, exaggerate, you know, whatever you want to call it right. and, and, and get lost in, in that process, um, you know, uh, and, um, and I knew that I could, I could do that visually, I thought. At least I thought. Or maybe I knew. You know, I think when you're a kid, you have a hubris that's like, I can do this, you know, or I know. Were your parents this. like super supportive? Cause like from from what watching in a dream, your parents seem super artsy, super open to like all kinds of stuff, but also like strict family first type stuff. My mom was like, you know, I think she would like it if I was a doctor or whatever, but I think that, you know, <laughs> I didn't I, it wasn't in the cards really. I think she was just excited that I was gonna go to college or like, you know, that that I'd you know, the, the again, the dyslexia was so bad that it was like the fact that I had made it through high school, the fact that like I had like survived, you know, and like and, you know, and, and gotten, you right. know, decent SAT scores and like could go to a college was like a miracle. And then when I went to I, like what I, what it was for me, right, was 
when I went to the Stratford Friends, right, and I went, you know, with these, you know, a lot of kids like me, and what I learned to read. Um, one of the things that I and how old were you when when you started there? I I was in third grade when okay. I started, and I left in sixth grade. Okay, and so I didn't really read until sixth grade. So in sixth wow. grade, I learned to read and read read. Like I I was learning to read until then. But in sixth grade, it's like it popped, and I had this like revelation at some point that it was all like a game and that like if i learned to play the game mm -hmm. then i could like make it through the system yeah you know and like uh and i did and I, and i think my parents were just like psyched that i did that that's so awesome like that that like right now we're dealing with stuff with my oldest with anxiety and going to school she's only been to school twice so far this year whoa yeah so like it was after the pandemic, like you start, oh, you, yeah. you start school, like she was starting her freshman year, then the pandemic hit. Uh -huh. So it's like, then like, then they got to remote learn. Then it was remote learn, but you couldn't get in trouble if you missed school because you couldn't go to school if you were sick. So they weren't right. worrying about it and you could just remote learn. Mm. Last year, we just pulled her and, and her sister out and they did online learning. Right went back to go this year and dealing with it again. It's so tough. And like your school is tough and, and you're trying not to yell and scream. Right. Like I was explaining to the, like the therapist and the principal and stuff. Like I had the same exact issue. Right. What got me through it though, was just death fear of my dad beating me. And everyone goes, Oh yeah, that's the way it should be. No, it shouldn't. No, like I should have got help. It shouldn't. It definitely shouldn't. You know what I mean? Like I should have probably got help. No, we, we need to figure out a way to make school. I mean, I'm nervous. Like my kids love school now. And like, I'm nervous that when they get into, you know, middle school, high school, I'm telling you, Jeremiah, the way kids are today is not the way they were when we were. These kids are fucking amazing. They're supportive as shit. Like they right. found out that like my daughter's having issues. So they're showing up in the morning to try to help. Oh, that's amazing. You know what I mean? Like, that's cool. Right. And then like the one, my one, youngest daughter's friend got voted like president and like, she was like walking by and like all her friends saw her. So like they came out and like, Hey president, Hey president. And they're like waving and like, you know, supportive, not like making fun of her. Like it's like good supportive stuff. That like, is cool. My friend, my daughters have friends that are trans, you know, that they want to be right. identified as this and there's not even a second they don't blink about it they, they don't, don't get bullied no get, yeah i mean i hope so i hope that's the case for my son and and my daughter i want to make sure that they you know grow up in a world that's loving and accepting you know you you look at the world sometimes and you're like wow it is a beautiful place and sometimes you look at it yeah. like yes like the wars are going on and Dude. people are getting murdered and you know but i think people well, hate jews turns out right right <laughs> and you're like man <laughs> fuck i thought i thought we were all going to be loving yeah. and accepting but and here's what i think we're at when something's uh, like knows that it's on its way out they act up and I think mm. they see that the new generations. I hope that's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we we've we're we're at the point now where saying like that you're against racism and against misogyny and against abuse is like somehow weak, and like they label woke as like being weak when like no, like I just am not a piece of shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think that my son for sure like he thinks of you know being accepting and inclusive because of his school because of you know whatever you want to call it like because of this new way of thinking about the world is very much 
more accepting of people and it is cool to see it's right, very cool right. to see. It's, it's 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 wild too because like i i just remember like we had a uh a, uh a kid in school who was gay and we all knew it but like he, you kn- he couldn't come out like right. and and, and, and he Me and he would, and he would literally like say awful things about gay people and i'm like dude like we know right like, we right right and now that there's a freer there's a freer society right. that's a beautiful thing that's yeah happening. let me ask you this do you care about awards and nominations because i, I was thinking that like because i know you and i think you uh, let me just i yeah, want yeah, yeah. to predict what i think or, or let's tell you what i perceived you as someone who um likes to be nominated and it's cool to win, but like you're not going to go and you're probably not going to accept it. I don't always go. I don't always go. It's true. Um, you know, I think, you know, to, to the extent that it helps people see the work, it's re- they're great. Especially awards and nominations can be really cool in terms of people seeing work that hasn't been seen. Right. You know, like this Grierson Award or a lot of the, the, the awards we got for, you know, In a Dream. I don't know if anybody would have seen In a Dream because it was such a wild, weird movie if it hadn't won South by if it hadn't won full frame. Like, Absolutely. Every time we won these big festivals, people would start to take notice. That's when HBO bought it because they'd been they'd seen it, they'd tracked it. You know, we we they knew about the film because our executive producers were like, you know, real deal people. Like this guy Ross Kaufman had won the Academy Award. Wonderful guy, great person, and um, you know, still such a close friend. And and. So they knew about it, but because it won those awards, it it was like it was like all right, we'll take a we'll take a risk on your your right. your weird movie about a guy who holds his own shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like that that makes people. So in that I, case, I think they're cool. Yeah. If you know, if if they're sometimes you know awards are more like popularity contests. Yeah. Like and those those don't interest me. Yeah. You know, but. The yeah. art, the artsy arts, the the stuff where you know it's like your peers giving where it's it to genuine. you, in, instead of like a Lowe's or a Home Depot stamp of like, here you go, take your award, go. Yeah, it's it means something, you yeah. know, it means something that your peers see the thing. Because that's and, my and big like, thing. I need acceptance from my peers. Like that, that's that's my biggest problem. It's it's my biggest issue. Yeah, I have so many issues. There's also different peers, right? So right. like some peers might be like, "That's the shit," and other right. peers are like, "I don't know." Yeah. You know, it's like I, that happens to me all the time. Yeah. You know, I'll 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 meet somebody and be like, "Oh man, I love your work," and then I'll I'll meet somebody like I'll I'll hear from through like I'll right. be like, "Oh, I love this person's work," and they'll be like, "Oh well, they don't really like your shit." And you're like, "Oh <laughs> man," you know, you never know. You know, you know, it's like if you feel bummed out about that. It's like some of your peers, some you know. You, you're never gonna. No, nobody's gonna accept you all the way ever. All right. Is there anything that like you refuse to do when directing? I I I um I have a a bunch of things I try not to do um when I'm directing. So you don't like the cliches, I'm sure. Like you know the the usual stuff that you see. Like like is there like certain cliches that you won't hit on that you see in directing that you're just like yeah I don't want to do that because that's his thing. I don't like I don't like dissolves. Okay. Like I don't like a dissolve. Like there's like weird things. Like I don't like dissolves in movies. I I I like I like cuts. There are every once in a while someone will dissolve. Like I was watching the bear. Do you ever see the bear? Yeah, That's yeah. They, they do like all this dissolves and food in the bear, and it's like it's like it's like the way you wouldn't use a dissolve. You'd never use a dissolve for that. Okay. You know what I, I mean? I gotta pay attention. Though. And it's cool. It's cool. And like I get I get amped about that. Or like, you know, there's I I really don't like music 
when people are crying. Okay. That's like a, a thing that bothers me. I'm like, fucking dude's crying. Yeah, like I want to. I don't I wanna, need. I want the emotion. Yeah, I want to just feel like the person. Cry. I don't need somebody to push. The, I don't like music that pushes emotions. You know, it makes me, makes me like to uh, give you uh, kudos on the in a dream, the 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 scene with your father saying what happened to him when fishing, and then the the gutting of the fish. That shit's during crazy. it. It's so perfect. Like <laughs> yeah. honestly, like that is fucking art like like the the it wasn't it, it wasn't it was just left to be there and it wasn't you didn't try to put a bunch of images and stuff there that didn't belong yeah and and, it, he, and he's not saying this this is bad or good yeah, he's yeah. just telling you yeah, a story and yeah. you get to make up your own yeah. mind you know and it's like i think i i mean that's something that i i you know is ve- like one of the things i like you know all the work that i've done Monster Factory, In a Dream, um, We the Animals, um, you know, Hustle. No Hustle. one, no one's good or bad. Like, I, I, I think that, like, you know, I, I think it's really important that, like, there aren't real villains. Because, like, right. I don't see them, I don't see the world that way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's the people, like, you know, whatever. It's a bunch of people that haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, I mean, look, there's murderers and psychopaths. But, like, take those out of the equation, right? right? Like, let's take the, you know, let's take the awful world leaders and the psychopaths and the murderers. Let's take them. But, like, regular people. Yeah. They're just regular people with problems, you know, and I think that like I want to try to make work that, you know, shows the the difficulty of being a human being, Mm -hmm. you know, and that. And then here decide. Yeah, you can decide. You can put your own judgment on it. But like, you know, being a person is hard. Living in this world is not easy, you know, so it's like. And that's and that's what's so weird to me because I don't get it because we're society, right? And like society works by like looking out for each other. I never understood the term like just look out for yourself. Like because it's silly because if you're just looking out for yourself, you have one set of eyes on you. Right. And you can't look at yourself. Right. So how can you look out for yourself when opposed to if I'm in a room with 40 people now I have 80 people watching me. Right. Right. And we're a community, man. We're a community. Right. That, like, and we should be looking out for each other. I like, just don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Like it's, I don't know if it's like, if we got to the point now, like where there's so many scraps not left that we're just fighting. Right. And then when we get our full pizza, we go, yeah, dude, there's a scrap over there. And once you get it all, like, what do you got? You right. got nothing. Yeah. Like it's like, it's it like, it means nothing. That's why the pandemic was the biggest eye opener for me because like, I'm sitting here watching people lose their shit and I'm like, I'm okay with this. Yeah. Like I, it's not like not paying bills. I've not done that before. You know what I mean? I've done that before. Not had money. I've done that before. Depressed. I've done that before. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I I'm prepped for this. So like I'm watching all these people flip out and never did I want to flip out. The only time I wanted to flip out when everybody was just flipping out. Right. (laughs) So like, I don't, I don't, I don't get the whole, no, I think we need to look out for each other. I think that that's a beautiful thing about the Monster Factory. I think I think I love that about directing. I love when a film set works as a holistic experience where you can see mm-hmm. everyone looking out for everybody else, making sure that they're elevating their craft. Like I love the the combination of different talents working together to elevate a craft. That is a like a, a hive mind vibe yeah. is cool. And when you're in like a scene that where you know that is happening 
and that magic is taking place and everybody's working towards a goal of making something impossible possible, that is cool. And everybody can get behind that and everybody can relate to it. That's the coolest thing about directing. When you don't have to direct, when you're like, all right, I don't yeah. have to do anything right now because everything's just working. I, I did not. Have you watched Ted Lasso yet? No, I haven't watched it yet. Okay. I haven't watched All it right. yet. So, so you, you, <laughs> I did not watch it until the show, our show came out. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't have And you Apple. loved it, right? I loved it. I loved it. And like, I, that's why I thought like we were a, sh a shoe in because I'm like, oh my God, like, because during it, as I'm doing things, people are like, oh, you must watch Ted Lasso. Like most of the things I discover is yeah. because like, for example, I love Abraham Maslow. I can read Maslow all the time. I love Maslow. And I discovered him by someone going, oh, you must read Maslow by the way you talk and the way you do right. things. And I go, I have no idea who that is, but now I'm going to look him up. Right, 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 um, right. So, like, there goes my ADHD again. What no, were we well, Ted Lasso. Ted okay, Lasso. yeah, so 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 during it, we're, we're going, and people are like, oh, you must watch Ted Lasso. I'm like, I have no idea. And they're like, they said something like, oh, that's Roy Kent. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, like, when I got to see it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is like, us but like we're real like ted lasso right. is us but real like the ted lasso way is the way i coach i don't really coach if you watch i never get in that ring and i never beat up anybody i never suplex anybody every once in a while maybe but like a little bit yeah <laughs> but like i don't get in there and have to do anything because like basically what i do is i teach them the basics and i let these kids discover their art themselves you know what i mean right which is which is the greatest yeah gift. like here's here's some paint I showed you how to paint. Now you go paint your picture. And what you're saying, what you're just letting people discover what they're capable of is like, that's the magic of coaching. That is the miracle of yeah, coaching. And, but at the same time. And this, teaching. You're, yes. I mean, you're you're not so different than a teacher. Or, well, that's you know, a, it's like a conductor. But I, I mean, think, a director. I, think a, I think every successful coach is a storyteller because they get to see their journey that they're taking and they know okay and this we, person needs tough love this person needs this they're, they're at this arc right here where i need to leave them alone they need to figure this out and right that's a really cool thing that you do at the monster factory you look at people and you see a story that they don't even know you know that they have inside them right and you can see it and you can you you can help them pull it out of right themselves. and it's just a matter of getting it out of them yeah that's an amazing quad like you know i don't have that ability really you know i i uh there's a woman i work with her name is noelle gentile she's an acting coach that you know she has that ability with non-actors like the reason why the non-actors are good in my movies is because of her right and she brings out in them you know what the potential that like they didn't know was right. there you and, know and she can just see it like just like you yeah she can see it and there's she just can bring so, it out. And, and, and like you know we were talking about and it, it didn't get into the movie or into the series but like just something like with with Gabby and about her mom and the drugs and like her first day in with her dad I go just so you know and they didn't tell me anything about drugs nothing and I go just so you know we don't I, I I'm very anti-drug we don't we tell everybody if you're hurt you no pain pills no nothing and then they're just like well her mom just died of Jesus you know what I mean of pain pill addiction and, and I'm just like oh my god right but like out of nowhere and right. i never say that just something but you something something you see right. right you see in people you're like you're looking at somebody and that's and, and that's how i discovered empath because someone's like oh you're an empath like i don't even know what that is right you know and my father probably one of the things you relate to about my father is even though he's wild and crazy and and but he is an empath like yeah, he, he looks can, at he, people and he he's with them in the muck you know right. like when he I sees just got people, chills because yeah. i i can like dude like <laughs> that's why like me and you bond like i get you like i genuinely like 
like I wanted you as my first guest. And like I started writing my book. I wanted you to be the first one to read it because like I just think like there's something about you. Like you're a good soul. Oh, thanks. Man. Now, I'm serious. Like. It's 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 especially in my industry, like in wrestling, anybody that I'm with, it's because they want something. And granted, you wanted something, but it wasn't like you wanted something like you wanted to show me off. You wanted, you know, what I, I mean? want something for you. Right. Too, that's you know what I'm what saying. I mean? like, that's, that's also I, the goal. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, like, but in pro wrestling, in the world I'm in, it's like, no, it's like you don't belong. You're this. You're that. Like, we so all know I was those accepted. kind of people, right? right? We all know those kind of people. But I think what you, you, you know, what, 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 what both of us know is that we're stronger when, you know, we're working towards something together. And, you know, we're not trying to leech off anything, right. you know, because then it's strong. Then you have power, but right? This is this is the thing. Like when I'm, we were doing this show, every day I showed up, I felt so good. Yeah. Like everybody, Will, Galen, but uh, Nady, uh, everything. But like I was t explaining to Galen because this is the world I'm in, yeah, in wrestling. Yeah. So Galen's the director, you know, and then one time like Nady comes in and like, I was mad. I was like, which, why, why is she replacing Galen? Like I'm thinking he's being replaced. Right. Or or now I'm just like, oh, Galen doesn't want to work with me anymore. No, Nady's no, no. Right. Coming at me. But you're like, it's a team. Right. It's a team. Right. But I don't understand that because mm -hmm. in the world of pro wrestling, this is the way I've been. I, I'll t I mean, it's not always the way it is in film, too. I mean, like there's a hierarchy in film that I think, you know, ideally we can start, you know, breaking down i think that you know film film sets work best as teams like we work best when you know there the, the the hierarchy is only there for functionality purposes if it's there for power purposes it becomes exactly becomes useless it's, and it's not you, you it, there it's not like a dictatorship it should be like everybody working together common goal because it's everybody plays a part the, yeah we're, this, we're this, building a bridge man right. we got it you got it it's it takes a lot of people the lights know? are just as important as the sound is just as important as the con it's just important as everything yeah. speaking of lights and stuff how good is zach the best He's dude the best, i man. love that man like I, his lights are still up i'm just gonna leave them up forever <laughs> they're 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 up in there because like he's even when he's leaving he's like do you want me to take him down i was like dude leave him out he's there. such a good dude too and that was another thing though because like he wasn't on the project in the beginning and then came on later he was on the project when we started uh in earnest like when we got the funding he came right on. right but then like I, he, I there was like one time where like somebody else was on and then they're like, hey, come out and meet Zach. He's your new DP or. or I think it's just, you know, th there's a process, right, in terms of getting funding when you make a movie, right. when you make a show. And like in the beginning, you don't necessarily get to hire your all the time DP, right? Maybe you have somebody come in. Maybe it's like they come in for a week. They got to, you know, it's like, but then, you know, we were able to secure funding and, you know, to, to make the show in earnest. And once that was the case, Zach was, that was part of his deal was that he was on for the run of show. Yeah. Um, he, he's so good. He was like, I loved, like I could like, even when we weren't filming, I wanted to be on the set, like just, just to, to watch, watch what yeah, he was doing. Yeah. Right? yeah he did such everything. cool stuff, man. Like I just, I, I I love to just create like that's why like I'm trying to like we built this studio and stuff. Yeah, I want these kids to realize like they all just gravitate to the ring. And I'm like, guys, like, there's a lot more. Right? right. Right. And I'm like, we can just, you know, but do create, man, create. Right. Do some have some fun. This is pro wrestling. And 
and shit like well, that. That's the beauty of it, right? I love. That's what I love. I what I love also about this show is that it shows the machinations of pro wrestling, like you behind the curtain watching making notes you know i love right. that stuff i love like the lights going on i love how it's like there's pieces there's like yeah and levels to it and it's just like a play you know what it's i mean just like a play yeah. and and that's what like the thing that's holding wrestling back is it's 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 married to the way wrestling used to be right and that would just be like imagine if i told you um hey uh we need to study hair tonic to understand Listerine because Listerine started as a hair tonic. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It was a hair tonic and something to clean you up for uh, surgeries and stuff. Whoa. That's yeah. crazy. But, but you don't need to know that right now. Right. Right. If they're marketing dictated on that, but like pro wrestling is still in the mindset of the fans don't know it's real. Right. I know. And, it's, and it's... we're fixing these fights and they're going to wager on it. Like we're still at that point. Right. When right. We're, we're essentially we're all actors yeah great actors right and, <laughs> and and we do our own stunts yeah and live but that's why like we need to evolve and get to that for example everything that's going on with israel and all that stuff and good friend of mine is a wrestler jewish kid is a champion over at AEW, and he talked in a promo a while ago probably a couple months ago about how when he was younger, uh, they were throwing quarters at him and teasing oh, him. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, we used to get that. Right, right. Pennies. Right, right. I guess inflation, they're throwing quarters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he said that in a promo months ago. Well, one of the wrestlers he's wrestling now and or in feud with, he's been known to knock people out with a roll of quarters. So like he did like a thing like where he had the roll of quarters and, and had the guy's name on it, Friedman. So people are getting upset at this like it's real. Right. But like if this was an NCIS, you know what right, I mean? Right, it's, they it's would, a, yeah, it's it's a it, right. It's a character. But this is what happens when wrestlers are tweeting in character all the time. Imagine right. if an actor's tweeting in character. All the time. It's not right. healthy. Right. It's, it, it is. And it, it's, and you uh, can, that's true. Right. And you can never have a bad guy. Yeah. Right. How can you ever have a bad guy if you're going to get canceled? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. No. 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 That doesn't make sense. And that's why it would be cool if there was a little bit of that curtain pulled back. Right. I think that's one of the things the show did. You know, it was like it was like we were showing machinations of how it works. Right. Right. I I love that sequence where where Gabby and you explain all the different. Oh yeah, the heels. The yeah, yeah. because like I didn't know that stuff. You know, like I loved pro wrestling as a kid. You know, but I didn't know all the different terms and all the lift like everything and it's you know it's fun I that was that fun. we did that and we did the the uh the filming at the college remember that did, did you get see the cuts of all that yeah 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 yeah. and then yeah. We, we never used any of it that's the thing sometimes some stuff right. you use some stuff you don't here's the that's, thing that was probably uh and guys we're pulling the curtain back on this one this is probably the only episode the only scene i wasn't on edibles because <laughs> <laughs> honestly i had all those lines to read they told me it was like mm-hmm. they're like they're like we're not going to have you just riff you and reading. it was a good scene it was just like you know that's the thing about you know, making films is there's a lot of good stuff that just goes yeah. away. Oh my God. Some of my favorite stuff in all of my movies just don't make the cut. And you're yeah. just like, and there's only so much you can do. And then you're just like, let me add a little bit. Let me add man, a little bit. Next I had thing this, you know, you're like, I got another 40 minutes. I just, added. I had this scene with Sandler and Robert Duvall at John's water ice. Oh, that was like my gold. favorite. It was the best scene, but it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't fit anymore. Didn't fit. 
And it was like, I still could watch the scene a million times. It was the funniest scene. It was like all about, you know, his, his blue suit and John's water ice. And it was like very Philly and it was a right. a lot to me. Um, and, that, and I love John's water ice and I wanted to represent them and I couldn't put it in the I'm movie. Su- I'm surprised they didn't just like, like stuff, stuff like that. I liked to see if like, you could just do social media, like to, like, it's never in the movie. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I wish, I wish. Yeah. 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 They have, they, they, what they, was, what was that like working with Adam and then like, and then being in Philly and all like, that's gotta be like the dream gig, right? It was awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think that working with Adam was amazing it was amazing to watch somebody at that place in their career act like he can just turn it on and i you know i'll say that also about robert duval and you know um and ben and and, you know a a lot of the the people in that movie that are the seasoned actors that have done it a million times like queen latifah they can just turn it on yeah it's crazy to watch i saw that at, at when i was uh writing for somebody like i was we're having a conversation like this yeah i'm hearing in a headset five four three and this guy's doing this and just goes boom and then goes right into it like unbelievable hey ladies and gentlemen i'm like wow i can't turn it on and so like watching people who can is amazing and and um you know mr sandler can turn it on in in you know uh, with the jokes and everything and he's funny but he also is you know he can he can just turn on the emotions oh yeah and that it's it's impressive i when i watched that movie i cried like a bunch of times because i could see parallels yeah like like especially like he was injured yeah i was injured totally He, he couldn't do this he couldn't do that like you know the wife the kids all this stuff the not getting the respect not getting that break Right. And he's not a perfect person. Right. He's right. like he's got an accident that was his fault. He was a drug driver. Like, yeah. I like that, too. He's like he's it not a perfect. Yeah. Person. Yeah. That's that's what we need more of just to see those flaws. Yeah. To understand. Characters not everybody's who aren't perfect. heroes. Yeah. yeah. The hero doesn't have to be a hero. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So um, that was cool. And and then being in Philly was you know, I think at the time I I didn't think it was like anything special. I was just like, oh, I'm back in Philly. I'm going to see my parents. In retrospect, when I watch it, you know, when I see it's the got, scenes, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's my city. Right. And like, I knew, I know where those things are. And, and they wouldn't be in this film unless I was the director. Right. And that's cool. And, and, you know, and, and, and everybody who was from Philadelphia who was involved in the movie, I mean, including Jeremy and like, you know, I think that sentimental, you know, we love our city, right? right. And we love our sports in our city. You know, it's like, look, I, I'm, I grew up in an artist family, but like in Philly, if you're in an artist family, it doesn't matter. You like, you go, yeah, you watch the <laughs> Eagles, you know, you every Sunday, yep. you know, it's like the Sixers matter. The Phillies matter. Like, you know, you, they matter also like in New York, Sports teams don't really matter because there's so much going on. Yeah. Like people care about the Yankees or whatever. They care about these like and there's some diehard fans, but like as a city, yeah, it it moves without the sports teams. Philly's Philly the doesn't best. move without Philly's sports. Philly's the best sports yeah. town there is. I mean, like, I've been to other places, man. Nobody compares to us. It's crazy. It's crazy in Philadelphia. I mean, that's like I mean, I'm excited for tonight and to you know, to hear that crowd. Right. You know, they say it's the hardest stadium to play in yeah, as, for, as an opposing I, team. I, I get I'm getting chills thinking of it. I can't believe we didn't breathe the Braves the other day. I anyway, do. so anyway, but like that's 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 <laughs> it's like it's like I I I'm a part of that legacy, that Philadelphia right. sports legacy, and that's cool. 
like I, I, I didn't think I was going to be, I didn't think about that at all. And I think it's cool. That How'd we you are. get tied up with Adam? How did they reach he out? Saw, Adam saw, um, he saw, I think, so the story is that, um, that my agent also represented, was on his team. The way agencies work is like, you you have like you you know if you're a big star like 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 adam i i mean i don't know how many agents are on his team it right. could be 10 it could be 15 whatever i have a smaller team it's like four um i have a smaller team it's zero yeah right <laughs> so my team whatever you know uh my my agent was also on his team and okay. um he called me i was it was the beginning of the pandemic and he goes adam sandler's a fan and i said cool that's cool I love Adam Sandler. Um, I grew up on Adam Sandler. Right. I like his recent works, Brad. Tell them thank you. Yeah. And he was like, he wants to call you. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and he that's what they all say, by the way. All the everybody in in, in Hollywood says they're a fan. This person's a fan. Mm-hmm. Like that means they like the movie. Yeah. But I was like, a fan? I don't know. I have any fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a fan? I don't have any fans. Nobody wants my but autograph. But see, like in wrestling though. If someone says they're a fan, you go, he's a mark. I don't want to deal with them. <laughs> like, he doesn't understand this isn't real. You know what I mean? Like, that's, it's so weird. It's such a fucking fuck. Uh, anyway, so, so, <laughs> so he calls, so he called me up like two minutes later and he was just like really effusive about loving We the Animals. And it turned out that Ted Sarandos, the, who runs Netflix, had told him to watch We the Animals. Okay. I think he, he had a good experience working with the Safdie brothers on Uncut Gems. And he wanted to work with another director who was working with non-actors in, in kind of a grittier, you know, more realist way for right. this new film. And he was like, I'm, you know, I got this movie. Uh, I don't think you're going to like it, you know, but, you, you know, um, but take a look. And he sent me Hustle and I read it and I did like it. I, I wasn't like bowled over. I wasn't like, oh, I got to do this. I was like, all right, you know, there's some Philly stuff. It's funny. You know, it's it, it it could be good if you did this and this, but they never let me do that. And that right, right. You know, and like, so I said, no, I just I, I said, like, you know, I'm not I, I called him back. I said, you know, Mr. Sandler, I appreciate you, you know, you're, you, you know, giving me this opportunity, but um, I don't think it's for me. And then, you know, I got to ask you how tough of a deliberation was that was there like if i don't do this it's going to close the door but if i do this and i do it shitty then i'm doubly screwed you know i was like i'm i don't think so deeply about things i wish i did i wish i was like one of those people that like really weighed things i don't i was just like it's a gut thing i'm just like eh, it's not right it's too much. Like it's going to be, it's it, like, there's too many obstacles, you know, in making a Hollywood movie and you'd have to cast all these non-actors and you'd have to like, you know, do it, you know, in these like really specific ways. Right. And we'd have to bring our whole team on and like, you know, my it's acting gotta be coach so like, tough to get athletes. I was just like I mean? doing this. Actors. Yeah. I was like doing this. I just like, nobody ever let me make it right. Right. I was like, and then, you know, I just couldn't get the the story out of my mind. I think part of that is because I loved sports films growing up. Mm-hmm. I loved like I, I, the simplicity of a sports film, like the simplicity of a person who can't do something and then figures out how to do it. Yep. Like that's 
we all have that in us. Yeah. And I believe in that. Like, I believe in the will of things. You know, I think we will things into existence. Like, you can't will people to watch your shit, but you can will shit into existence. Yes. Like, you like Monster Factory is willed into existence. It is a like it's a sports film, but the making of Monster Factory oh, yeah. is a sports that film. That was eight like, years in the making. The will of that, right? Yeah. And I believe in that. I believe in the will. Like when, you, like the what I love about every sports, you know. Every, what's your every favorite? Match. What's your favorite sports movie? My favorite sports movie is Hoop Dreams. Yeah. Have you seen Hoop Dreams? Yeah. yeah. Hoop I Dreams like it. My, Hoop Dreams is my favorite sports movie, but it's a documentary. I mean, I also, there's there's another, I, I mean, the, 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 a lot of them are basketball movies. I love Through the Fire. You know, my, I, I, I um, you know, I, I love Hoosiers. There, there's a lot of them. I mean, the, to be honest, like, uh, remember the Titans? I love yes. Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans, so good. Um, I remember, you know, it's like, I love sports. I just right. like, I like Blue Crush a lot. You remember Blue Crush with uh, the surfer girl? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that when I was a kid. I just North, like, North Shore. North Shore yeah, for I mean, me. <laughs> I like, I just like that, you know, they can't do it. They can't. I mean, obviously Rocky is the greatest, right. you know, it's like, anyway. Um, so, so then I, 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 my agent was like, we were talking to my agent. I was like, listen, you know. I don't know, it's probably, ship has probably sailed, but, you know, I think that there is a way to make that a good movie. Right. If, you know, if if they haven't found anybody or whatever. And then Sandler called me again, like, two seconds later. It was crazy. And I was like, you know, I, I think there's a way to make this a good movie if you do this and this and this. And he was like, all right, let's do that. <laughs> awesome. And I was like, okay, all right, well, uh, and then we were doing it. I mean, that's the power he has also as, as, as you know, one of the biggest stars in the world yeah. is that he, he can, can just, just make, make shit it. happen, you know, in the way that I, I probably never be able to. All right, well, let's put, let's, let's get this for the record. What did he think of Monster Factory? Mm. He really liked Monster Factory. I sent him um, Monster Factory before it came out. Don't yeah, tell anybody. I know. And he was super into it. Yeah, he really liked it. So Monster you trusted Factory. Adam Sandler to watch it, but not the star of the show to watch it. All right, you motherfucker. <laughs> you, had seen it. you had seen it already. You had seen it already. We showed it to you before it came out. <laughs> that was the... Uh, but but he really liked it. He really, really liked it. Yeah, that was cool. He, was, he watched it right away. I, I, I was like, he's like, what are you working on? I was like, I'm working on this. See, that's like, that's the stuff I love. I love to know right. that, like someone right. not connected. No way that I would ever like know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That's fucking cool to me. Yeah, like the reach that we had. Like that's yeah. He was it was into it. I think that you don't know. You don't know how many people. Like you don't know who's look. How many times? Just 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 to say, how many times you reached out? You loved something and you reached out to the person who made it. Oh, well, actually, I do that quite often. How many times though? Almost every time. I every love, time you love something, yeah. Wow. Not, not, like, like, I love honestly, everything. I never reached out to anyone. Jeremiah, I'm <laughs> like I'm, t I'm talking like like people I have ties to is what no, I'm saying. No, no, but what I'm saying like you love Brian, De you you love Scarface. Do you ever reach no, out no, to no, Brian? No, 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 no. I meant, you know I meant, I, mean? I thought you meant like if like one no, of my, my wrestlers does something awesome. That's not what yeah, I mean. Okay. What I mean is like you, you know people love things. You know that's a, that's the magic in some ways of filmmaking is like you're separated from the creator from the people who make them you know it's like they just enjoyed the art they left and that's it and then our relationship's over done yeah you know sometimes i've loved things in the past like really loved a movie or or, or an actor and and i was a kid i would go up to them and i'd be like hey i love you and they were such dicks right and i was like i'm not doing this anymore <laughs> 
this isn't worth it, man. This is not worth it. I'm not I, like I, because like you build up all this emotional mm-hmm. attachment to the work, yeah. and you think that the person is going to somehow separate the art from the artist, man. Like that's yeah. it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> and they're doing their own thing. They don't need you coming up to them and saying see, like, like I don't mind that. Like I don't care. Like yeah, yeah. I don't care about any of that. Like, and everyone's like, "Oh, you will." No, I don't. Like, I don't. Like, uh, but my point, my point is only like you don't know how many people yeah, oh, saw yeah. that show and yeah, loved it. That, and you don't know how many people are really deeply affected yeah. by it. You just won't know. Yeah. You will it's, never I, know. I think, I think what what it is for me is it's super frustrating because like you know you have this good show, yeah, and nobody's watching it. Or and, and then when I say not nobody's as many watching, people, yes, not yes. as many. I tell you, way more people watch it than watched in a dream. Way more people. <laughs> but when I say like nobody's watching, what I'm saying is like. I know if if enough people or the right people talked about it, it would be through the roof. That's I mean, that's that's the crazy thing, right? We see these success stories all the time. We see something come out of nowhere. And, but for all of, you know, for every one of those, there's 99. That yeah, just but, don't but, but, but but like my point is this is proven. This is good. And like like in my mind, like I just go, uh, we built you a great house. Yeah, I and get then, it. And then you just want to throw I it out get, because the door doesn't I fit. I get your frustration. Yeah. Don't I mean I'm frustrated in the same way, but I'm also aware that it's it's not finite one and then the other thing is that you know those there 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 are other great things, great things that don't get seen yeah. as well. Like yeah. tons of them. And it's like it's heartbreaking every time. Yeah, and, and especially cuz like my favorite movie, you know my favorite movie in the last 5 years, no one saw it. Well, no, it's this movie called The Eight Mountains. It's like unbelievable. You never even heard of it. Yeah, you know what I'm never saying? heard of it. Yeah, watch the Eight Mountains. You're gonna cry your eyes out. Yeah. It is the greatest. It's like it's the best movie. Have you seen the whale yet? I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna yell at you. I know, I know, I know. Well, because I have two kids, so it's it's tough for me to see a movie. But this movie, I'm just saying, this movie, you gotta All see right, it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the whale. You watch. You watch the Eight Mountains. Yeah, I'm actually gonna write it down right now. Eight Mountains. And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that nobody's seen that movie. It's heartbreaking that 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 movie doesn't have an outlet in the United States, in the world. That is it, it is it is it a is it a, uh, a foreign film? Yeah, it's it's a it's Italian. Um, it's Italian. I I actually like uh, reading captions. Yeah, it, I do. I actually do. You're gonna I, love this movie because I die. Be I, f- I find I dive into it more when I read it and when I'm hearing it in a different language, then I start to identify with the, the, it more than if I just was listening to it. There, you know, when I was a kid, foreign films were like hits. You know, you would see a far, foreign films like they were beloved, you know, and I, I, people just are not watching them in the same way that they used to, and it bums me out. Foreign films, super artsy and all that. What is your guilty pleasure, though? Like, what is, like, one film? It, 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 like, oh, it, I have lots of guilty pleasures. Like, like a roadhouse or a... I mean, The Goonies is the greatest yeah, movie of all time. But, like, <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah, no, but seriously, like, so, like, that's not even, like, Goonies is, like, a legit, like, like Goonies, you're and, saying like 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 a movie people think is trash, but yeah, I yeah, like a Steven Seagal I, above the law. Type. I mean, I you know uh, a lot of them are comedies. Like I, I don't know if you ever saw My Blue Heaven. Yes, that's a slept on movie. Dude, that, that is, is so fucking uh, Steve um, Martin. Perfect yes. movie, as far as I'm concerned. One one of my buddies, it reminds me of my buddy Matt Crowley. Uh, he literally like I remember like one summer, like that's all we would do is watch that movie. Like it would just be on HBO or whatever. So good. 
best so movie. Good. Grandma's Boy. I used to watch Grandma. Did you ever see Grandma's Boy? What's That's that? a Happy Madison movie uh, that is magic. Like, I have not seen it. Yeah, you got to see it. It's like a my slept, fav- on, my, slept on my movie. My favorite Adam Sandler is Little Nicky. Like, that's my favorite. Uh, right. So, like, yeah. So, like, that's a great. It's like he's. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, he's just insane. That You got to see Grandma's Boy. But uh, I'm just saying, like, those are a lot of times for me, it's like a dumb comedy. Right. Like, like a Tommy Boy. Cannonball, yeah. Like Cannonball Run I like, was bought up on. Yeah. I love Cannonball Run. I love those movies. I'll watch a dumb comedy. Like, oh, I mean, when I was a kid. You know, I was obsessed with Van Damme. Yeah. I like Bloodsport yeah. and like Kickboxer. Kickboxer. I loved those movies. Lionheart. I think again because there's the sports in the sports yeah. movie genre, right? It's and it's like, an easy to story. To- what was the one where he was like, where he was like the? Maybe it was Lionheart, where he's the he's like a he he he, he like comes to the city and he like gets in backyard fights. Oh, I don't know. I I don't. Re- it it might not, have been. I think it was Lionheart. It's not as I, much like Kickboxer and and, I and, think and like he, where he goes the, to big tournaments. I These believe, are like backyard, like roadhousey type. I believe it might have been Lionheart because yeah. I think like in one of the scenes he's fighting the guy Lionheart, in the pool. Right, Lionheart. Right. Yeah. So I loved those movies. Like I loved I loved those movies back in the day. I was a Steven Seagal guy. Oh, were you? I, yeah, because not just, now, huh? No, I. I, I I love him now, uh, just for the uh, over the top right. that he is right now. Like he's like four hundred pounds. Yeah, he's-, <laughs> he's like throwing people around. He's like it's hanging crazy. out with Putin and yeah. just being an idiot. And I, I and then like telling people like from UFC like that like they won the fight because he showed him this kick or something. It's amazing. It's crazy, like, crazy it's, stuff. But that's like. Those like, for example, like him and like Corey Feldman fascinate me. Right. Like Corey Feldman fascinates the shit out of me. Like somebody who's just so out there. And he was great, too. When you rewatch the Goonies, you're like, but Chunk. Yeah. When I rewatched the Chunk, I was like, Chunk is a genius. Dude, did you ever watch (laughs) his interviews and stuff? No, no. Dude, watch him. Like, I don't know whatever happened to him, but like he was like a character. Like he's like a lawyer now. He's like a big time like entertainment lawyer. Yeah. That's yeah. wild to me. That's because, like, I was watching some of his interviews. I was like, "This kid's a star." Yeah. No, him and Data are the are the magic. Yes, it, it was double O negative. Double O negative. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So, besides Adam Sandler, what was some of the other cool feedback you got? Like, wh- like who was there's there some of the people you've talked to about Monster Factory? Like, wh- what would you get? I mean, you know, so. Mr. Sandler was was one of them but like you know one of the coolest things is like just to be honest for me is like showing my parents you know like when I I have this thing is the same thing with hustle it's like if I if my mother likes it right because she doesn't know anything about wrestling wrestling scares the shit out of her so like when when they screened it and my mother loved it that to me was like she get like when she's cheering at the end for everybody in the show you know when she's like psyched that's a big deal to me. Like that's, that's like, that's that that's, made it for that's me. That's the stuff that matters for me. Like I, if my mother likes it, I'm like, all right, maybe I did something. My mother, when 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 we saw, uh, when I showed her hustle, I showed her like I showed her like multiple cuts of hustles right. like throughout, and my mother was like, I love the basketball, you know. And my mother doesn't know anything about basketball, you know. And then I started taking her to games. We would go see Wancho play. You know, like that. Yeah, it starts I would love to take door, her dude. here. She's got a knee problem right now, so she can't move. She just has a new knee. But like, when she can move yeah, again, dude, I, coming here to see a show. Like, that's what I'm like. That's why I want everybody to see pro wrestling the way it is. Like, that's right. why I didn't want like 
I was very apprehensive to do this because I needed to make sure that it wasn't going to be ex- exploiting these kids. And yeah. because in my mind, it's this like everyone can go, oh, they're adults. They this and that. In my mind, I go like this. They're new in this world. So it's like my job to protect them. And if they do something bad and it comes out, they're not going to have a career. And they're hiring me to coach them. Being a coach should be protecting them from these incidents that could fuck up their life. Right. right. And that's like my biggest thing. I didn't want it to be the usual. My hey, son loved it. My son loved it. Dude, the, you yeah, sent me the yeah, picture yeah, with this yeah. shirt. That yeah. made my day. <laughs> I still have it saved. I, just, I love it. He loves it. Yeah. So that's, that's, that to me is those are the, you know, you know, there's a lot of, you know, friends and, and, you know, people in the industry that, that love it. But like the, it's the, it's, it's my family. When my family, you know, when they like it, that's what matters. Your favorite wrestler growing up? My favorite wrestler growing up was the Ultimate Warrior. Um, me and my friend, uh, Dylan, we used to, because um, we weren't allowed to like, you know, body slam each other. We used to put <laughs> like socks in socks and we used to watch wrestling and hit each other with like sock, sock <laughs> things. And we used to run around like. And I So loved, that was your guy? I love the Ultimate Warrior and he loved the Undertaker. Those, those, were, our, those were our favorite. Now, we said this, I was talking to you on the phone the other day and I was like, I said something about, and you're like, I used to watch when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was like, but why'd you stop? I stopped watching TV. You just don't watch anything. I don't watch television. So we don't have a TV in the house. Uh, that's wild to me, man. I just watch movies. So we have a, we, I still have tons of DVDs. I still buy DVDs. I have a, I have a, I have an actual television, but it does not connect it to anything. And I watch DVDs and I go to the movie theater, but we don't have, uh, we don't have any capability to watch television. So if I want to watch television, I got to go downstairs to the neighbors. So the only thing I really watch anymore is sports. When I watch them with like a group of people, like we'll watch the Phillies game or I'll watch the Eagles game. We'll watch them with, with, you know, friends. What's the last movie you saw in a theater? The last movie I saw in theater was a movie called Farewell, My Concubine which I saw a great movie, great movie, which I saw a week ago. I, I got, I, I was in a meeting, I got out of the meeting and I was like in the city. I'm very rarely in Manhattan. And I was like, oh my God, I could go see a movie right now. And you're like, what's, and you just rolled up and you just went and just, whatever was there. That was what was playing at this, at this, like, there's a, there's a repertory theater in New York called the Film Forum. And like, you can just go there and whatever they're playing, there's some good, there's something good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what was there. It was great. That, I think, uh, I was supposed to go see Rad. Remember that movie, yeah. Rad, with Crew Jones yeah. and all that? That's a great movie. So it, it came out, and they did one. It was for one night only, and I bought a ticket and all, and, and I bought it, like, a month in advance, and then, like, something happened where something with the ring or something needed to, I needed to be here. So I missed it. But that would have been my last movie I saw in the theater because I, I love that I movie. more go to see movies in the theater than I do at home, right? Because we have kids and like... You, and I just love the experience. Yeah, it's the best. It, 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 it isolates you. It's you're, 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 you're honed in. It makes me the happiest. That's yes. what makes me... Going to the movies, the, the, going to the movies, swimming, those are the things that make me the happiest. As like, you know, obviously my family and my kids and my watching my kid watch the Goonies or like, right. or like watching my, you know, my daughter did exercises with me. We did push-ups together. Me and my daughter today, it was one of the happiest moments of my life. But like, you know, the, the, on a daily basis, swimming and going to the theater, because I, that feeling of immersion, like being surrounded and nothing else in the world is uh, there. Yeah. That's the best thing for me. 
Love you, bro. I'm I not even going to ask you the angriest. <laughs> <laughs> I've been angry. I don't know when I was the angriest, man. I've been angry. What, been what angry. does make you angry? What was the last time? Was I, I, and not even last time. Like, what makes you the angriest? Like, what, it, what would you say? Like, right now, if you had to change one thing in the world. Oh, man. I mean, there's so many things that change in this world, you know. I, uh, it's hard. It's but if hard. you could think of one thing, because, like, here's what I always do. I think of one thing that would balloon into all the others because I, I always go to intolerance yeah i mean intolerance is up there you know the way we're treating this planet makes me really yeah, angry that's but, killing me that's yeah. killing me because i think about my kids and i'm like that's that's but then you know i'm angry at myself because i treat the planet shitty too so like it's it's a self-perpetuating mm -hmm. thing you know it's like you know cruelty i hate cruelty i just hate when people are cruel i hate it for like no reason i'm just like why like I get being, you know, all kinds of things, but right. cruel, like deliberately cruel, is hard for me. I'm gonna, Whatever. I'm gonna leave you with this, yeah. and I, and I, because I, I was talking to somebody, and 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 someone's like, I can't figure this out. Actually, it's 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 uh, one of our students. He was calling me up, and I talked to him all the time, and I was like, try this if this helps, because they couldn't figure things out. And I said, you 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 write your strict storytelling, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right try this as I, I started doing this like in 2008 when i really started getting down yeah and you should try this it'll help i treat myself like i'm the hero in my story uh -huh. and anytime i have something to do or i make a mistake i think to myself if i'm writing this story what would my hero do so if i have a really shitty time or i'm really mean to my wife what would the hero do right the hero would apologize the hero would do something the right. hero would admit or, you know, do right. something. You'd be a better person right. than maybe I am. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, that's the way I live right now. So like when yeah. I get these phone calls at four in the morning from a student who's gone through shit, the hero would answer the phone call. Right. I love that. So that, like, that's, that. that's the way I try to live my life on every single decision, everything I do. Cause like, I know what I've been through. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. I'm going to be fine. So like the eyes looking out for each other is basically what I try to do. I love that, man. All right. I love you, Jeremiah. Love you, You're Dan. my dude. Thank You're you. My dude. Thank you for having me. No, thank you, man. And we'll do this again. Well, that was the first episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, we could have talked for a lot longer. It was one of those deals where uh, he wanted to see his father and it was limited time availability. But man, it was a it was a really good talk. And uh, and I'm glad it was my first episode because it it made me feel that much better about this process. Um so many points he hit on that that hit home with me and i and i found solace and 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 a lot of things he said especially like about the show and about how it was a hit it's just that some people just aren't on it yet um so yeah it was very good it was good i needed that i uh, hope you guys did too and hope it helps